Welcome to Living Off the Land, the All Things Cleveland podcast, with your hosts, Ryan, Jordan, and Dan. Follow us on social media at the LOTL podcast. A little uh, late uh, coal in the stocking of the Cleveland Browns and all of us Cleveland Browns fans. Uh, the Cincinnati Bengals just, I don't know, whatted their way into a division championship. Uh, we're recording this just after the Bengals uh, game has concluded. They beat the Chiefs 34-31 to on a uh, game-winning 20 20- 20 was at the two yard line so 19 yard field goal <laughs> basically an extra point after one of the weirdest wildest sequences at the goal line i think i've ever seen in the nfl uh and they officially clinched the afc north officially the browns still have a chance to make the playoffs as a wild card but uh, i i yeah not gonna happen um i i think the browns might get throttled by 30 points tomorrow night but uh, here we are. We're doing a Browns pregame show this week because they play a Monday Night Football tomorrow night, and uh, we were not going to be up at midnight doing a, a, a postgame show. So pregame show here. I'm Dan here with Ryan and Steve. How's it going, guys? Oh, just delightful. <laughs> I have no idea what I just watched at the end of that Bengals Chiefs game. Uh, Bizarre. I totally. told you. I told you in that fourth quarter we were going to get help, but it wasn't going to be the help we actually needed. I, and going down to the end, I thought it was more likely Baltimore was going to win their game than Cincinnati. I, I really did. Yeah. And the Ravens had the lead for most of the game. The the Rams ended up scoring a touchdown after a two, one on fourth down, and then another uh, for the touchdown by Odell Beckham, uh, which you know theoretically kept the division alive at least for a while. But maybe if the refs from the Rams and. Uh... Rams-Ravens game were actually in the Bengals game. Uh, don't even get me started on the official. And I'm already see- I'm already seeing it on Twitter. I'm already seeing don't blame the refs, don't blame blah, blah, blah. The Browns had too many chances during the season. Yeah, we get that. But just because the Browns had chances earlier in the season to not be in this position doesn't disqualify the fact that we are were in this position today and we were looking for the help. If we would have gotten the help today, nobody would have been like, nah, I don't want it. We don't deserve it, so we're not going to take it. Right. So don't give me this crap like you're saying, oh we, oh, we can't rely on help. We didn't need the help. If we would have gotten the help, would you would have given it back because we didn't play uh, well earlier in the season? No, you would have taken it. So well, they're not, it's just they're not complete mu- nonsense. They're not mutually exclusive. The Brown, it, the fact that the refs – in that game stunk has nothing to do whether the Browns did or did not take advantage of opportunities previously. Yeah. They're not mute. Like both things can be true. Yeah. Yeah. No, but people just like people like for uh, Browns Twitter, for whatever reason, just hates the Browns. So they're just like, nah, we don't deserve it. So good. I mean, we're, yeah. As a fan base, it's just, they're all, it's a lot of projection <laughs> and misplaced anger and frustrations. And we're all no. just sad and butthurt and we don't yeah. have to do it at all. Yeah. No, there's we just so have a lot much, of feelings. There's so much can happen that can happen externally. I mean, look at it this way. These two results today, which were so critical for the Browns, these games wouldn't have meant a darn thing to the Browns if we weren't hit with a COVID outbreak and lost to the Raiders. 
Yeah. I mean, that Cody operation or, doesn't happen at that time. Or, or if they we beat just, the Raiders. Or if we I mean, just would have ran to the left instead of the right on third down three against the Raiders. But yeah. Yeah, I mean we've 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 beaten this horse dead so many different times, but there there really have truly been so many different games that we left on the table this year. It really, really, it, any one of those games, Chiefs and Chargers early in the season, and the first uh, the first Raiders game, or excuse me, the Raiders game and the first Ravens game. I mean, the, the opportunities were off the charts. They they were there. We mm-hmm. we for whatever reason, whether it be a combo of injuries and COVID and just weird play calling and. Blah, 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 blah. Here we are. It's been a rough season. It has. Rough season. But I'm not going to be one of those people that just, like, is, like, like is going to be not upset that we didn't get the help that we needed today because, oh, we didn't we didn't do the things that we should have done earlier in the year. Yeah, I, I get it. We didn't. But none of that stuff matters. It really doesn't. If, the, if the Bengals, if the Chiefs wouldn't have just, you know, uh, not folded into a tent like they did in the second half offensively. Yeah, it's like they got. They should have. They should have won that game going away. They and, oh, third and twenty-seven. They run press man single coverage on Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow just throws the ball up and they get thirty yards. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. No, it's frustrating and and I don't understand it because Kansas City had plenty of skin in the game. I mean, if because they lost this game, yeah. they lost the number one uh, seed in the AFC. Yeah. Tennessee right now has they have the same record, but by way of tiebreak, Tennessee's got the bye week right now. I feel like the entirety of NFL media is like having a moment right now, where they're looking at the AFC playoff board and they're t- saying to themselves, "Wait a minute, who's the number one seed? Exactly, the Titans." Yeah. What? Like, because everybody has just been ignoring them the entire season. Oh, with one week to and go, if you told me that the Titans would have the bye, I'd have laughed at you. And I now they get the, and if they win next week, they have the bye. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's the AFC has been kooky this year. We know that for sure. That's that's been. It's it's been a weird world in 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 the AFC. Been telling you all about the Titans all season. Oh, they're str- and and they're doing. Think about what they're doing without Henry. Yeah. I mean, it's. It's I mean, great. they beat the Miami team today that won seven in a row. Yeah, the Miami started the year pretty poorly and has been on fire ever since. And, See, uh, th- this really could lead now to some some of the results today. Miami losing, Baltimore losing, Indianapolis going down to Vegas, which, I mean, to me, that's a huge upset. I did not think there was any chance Vegas was going to win that game. Yeah, no. And it's lived the situation where now a whole t- ton of teams could finish at 9-8 and eight next week, depending on how things go. Um well, the way it's looking right now, the Raiders and the Colts are going to be in a win-and-in situation, and then the other teams are all going to need some help. Maybe me, the L.A. Chargers, too. It depends on their game. The Raiders are such bums. They are. They are. That is such oh, a the bad the Browns would have beaten them easily oh. if they hadn't been missing all those guys. I mean, they, they took a walk-off oh, field man. goal to beat us anyway. I know. That's It's just frustrating. It really is. But it doesn't matter because you could have the, the, the cleanest roster on paper and paper doesn't mean a damn thing. You gotta go play the game. Chargers are up or the yeah, the Chargers are up seven nothing on the Broncos anyway, right now. So yeah. well not anyway, but it's yeah. it's part of the I mean really if the Chargers the win, the Browns anyway. are officially eliminated. Yeah. But it's just Yeah. The the I, I the, went into today saying that if, if the Browns didn't have a chance to win the division going into Monday night in Pittsburgh, that they were just gonna get absolutely railroaded. Now okay, so I wanna talk about that a little bit. Why do you feel that the Browns would have such a big drop in motivation and not the Steelers? Because this win by Cincinnati was just as debilitating to the Steelers as as it was to us. 
Because essentially the Browns have nothing to play for tomorrow night. Tomorrow night is and Ben the Steelers do? I, I hold on. Okay, sorry. Tomorrow is Ben Roethlisberger's last game in Heinz Field for his career. They also have a streak for their head coach to where he has never had a losing season before. Those are both two motivating factors that are way more than anything the Browns have. Assuming that assuming that the Chargers win and officially knock the Browns out. Okay, now see if that the does Browns happen. Will, the Browns will have literally nothing to play for. The Steelers would still technically be alive, I think, with a win Monday. Yeah, because they'd only be a half game. We're going down. to get throttled tomorrow. My opinion. I don't even think the team's going to come off the bus. But I guess this will reveal. Although, although it would be hilarious to where when the Browns don't have anything to play for, they play like the best game of their. I of guess the this would reveal what kind of character they have collectively. Yeah, and that's my thing is that like Ben Roethlisberger, we've we've had to call Ben Daddy for years. It'd be delightful to just absolutely beat the tar yep, out of him. Well, get ready because you're going to call him Granddaddy tomorrow. Yeah, well, yeah, likely, but it, it, I don't know that. I agree with most of what you just said. The only thing is I think the Browns do have something to play for, and that is to try to hopefully spoil Ben's going-away party. Um, that doesn't matter to those players. If, if the playoffs are not on the line, that doesn't matter. They're not going to care. It's, it's a shame. I, I wish it would. I, I will to some of the guys. It, it'll matter to Miles. It'll matter to Denzel Ward. It'll matter to a handful of the guys. I have a hard time believing that. Seriously? In yeah. either of those guys? Nothing to play for. Just to that s- is absolutely not true. How do they – if they if they don't have you don't the think that they would relish the opportunity to go beat the crap out of the Steelers at home in Ben's last game at home? There's nothing on the line. If playoff checks aren't on the line, if nothing, it's it's not motivating to them. It's just not. Yeah, I think we're gonna get absolutely okay. I won't say throttle because the Steelers aren't very good, and they're not likely to score very many points. But I think you're gonna see a lot of business decisions being made tomorrow night. Possible, possible. In my opinion, if if the Chargers win. If the Chargers win tonight and knock us out of the playoffs, if I'm Miles Garrett with that groin injury, why does he even play? Why, yeah. does, why does Baker Mayfield even play with all the issues? I, he's I, I agree. Well, then let's just phone it in. Let's forfeit and not send anybody out there. Let's just quit two games early. I mean, I mean, like, I mean, if that's, I get it. There's business decisions. If there's, are a if, part if of the, the play, game, if the playoffs are not on the line, what's the difference? The draft position. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. Draft. You know what's you know what's hilarious is if the Browns do finish seven and ten, we we could very easily fin- pick in the top pick ten. In the draft. top ten. <laughs> yeah. In a year, because yeah, they finished like twelfth in the AFC. If in, a, in, in a in a year where you can get uh, Olave, Garrett Wilson, or Jamison Williams, or I'm not saying that this is this is motivation for the team. I'm saying <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying at that at, at that point, if the playoffs are not on the line, that's probably the motivation of the fans. Like, okay, it doesn't matter. Well, yeah, because that's that's kind of what happens is whenever you get eliminated from the playoffs, players don't think about draft position stuff, but fans sure as hell do. Yeah, you know, immediately because you're right. Like, yeah, to me, if to me, it like. To me, if the if the if the if the Browns have zero chance of making the playoffs tomorrow night, I I I don't know. I Miles Garrett's got that injury. I, I you put up a good front and say, yeah, maybe I, you know I want to play, blah blah blah, play whatever. But he's his. It's not gonna. It's not gonna be in it for him. I just I don't know. A season with so much hope, you're gonna come down to the last game saying, oh, we just want to spoil Ben Ben Roethlisberger. I mean, I just. I don't know. I guess it just depends on uh, on the character of the guys in the room. I, I would like to think that, you know, beating a rival it still means something, but 
at the end of the day, if playoffs aren't involved for either team, then maybe everyone's just going to be kind of like, hey, let's just healthily get to the offseason. Yeah, that well, could, that, could, that could easily well, be we a, don't, we, a mentality. We don't know about Joe Burrow. He went down with, with look. He was grabbing the back of his knee uh, after uh, right before the end of that game. He did walk on the field after the game was over. So I don't know what's going on with him. But um, whether we beat the Steelers or not, I mean, he's not playing next week here in week 18 yeah and i was just saying that's that's the only way that we beat the bengals next week anyways is without if burrow doesn't play well with nothing to play for yeah Uh, in either situation even if they lost today i disagree oh no see that's where you were talking about like losing handily to the steelers this week potentially with this outcome if the situation was the other way around if the chiefs pulled that off and we're still alive even if we get past the steelers this week i don't think there's any way we would have beaten the bengals to win I, the, I think I think the Bengals were on a collision course with the North, regardless of the Chiefs. Game. I couldn't totally disagree with that. Totally disagree with you. I couldn't disagree with the that. The Browns more. are this Browns team has proven that they are one of the biggest frauds, except for when they play the Bengals. I mean, that it's a it's a very small sample size. It's a very small sample size. It's ever since Baker Mayfield's so coming to the NFL. But, but were you the, also the one that's saying it's a week-to-week league and that you can't look, you know, like which which one is it? Is it, is it a week-to-week sure, league? Right. Or yeah, is it, it's a week-to-week league. It's it's based on matchups, and the Browns match up very well against the Bengals. It's proven. Yeah, I don't see it. They're, they're peaking, and we're falling apart. And their defense does enough. Our offense has been eating glue for weeks, and I, I just – I think that the the Bengals were taking the north. The way that things played out, it, it's just crazy to think. But um, I think whether they beat KC today or not, they were on a, cl- uh, a, a crash course with the title no matter what. I, I completely disagree. There's there, there's no evidence to the contrary that would say that the Bengals would beat the Browns. There's evidence to the contrary that says that the Browns would handle the Bengals, and even this year. The Browns destroyed the Bengals in Cincinnati. It's a matchup league, and I think the Browns match up very well against the Bengals. I think against their trash offensive line, I think getting Clowney back and having Miles Garrett, they would destroy them like they did the first matchup. I think Denzel Ward uh, locked down Jamar Chase in their first matchup. Baker arguably played his best game of the year against the Bengals. No, he played spectacular in that, not, in that yeah, matchup. Yeah, yeah. No, Nick, he, Ch- Nick Chubb ran wild in that game. I just – I. I don't see it where people – I think people are – yes, I get it. Joe Burrow's very good. He's franchise quarterback. I just – I don't see it with that entire team. Their defense is still extremely suspect. Uh, their offensive line is terrible. Joe Mixon's been pretty good, but the Browns, uh, aside for a couple runs in that first matchup, uh, bottled him up pretty good. Uh, Denzel Ward – um, I think Jamar Chase had only a couple catches for like 40 yards in that yeah, game. Yeah, Chase was a pretty much an non-factor. No, I, I hear you. I just – I would take outside of the running backs – well, I don't, let me, how would I say this? I would take right now, like at this point in this season, I'm absolutely swap. I would trade wide receiver rooms and mm-hmm. I would trade quarterbacks. I would keep okay. our offensive line. I would keep our running back room. Okay. I don't think that the way that we've been playing, I would, I would, I would take our entire defense over theirs, mm. except maybe linebackers. Yeah, that's probably fair. But they really don't have any good linebackers either. I mean, can yeah. you name a linebacker on the Bengals? No, not not particularly. I, I just, mean, ours are. I just, ba- our, I, just, I just don't care for ours. That's yeah, just because <laughs> ours are bad. Yeah, that's not because I'm enamored by anybody. No, I just think that as as a team, they're doing better bend but don't break on defense, and I think that their offense can go toe to toe with almost anybody in the league. Um. And it's not just because of Burrow. I really think that 
Chase is playing pretty damn well. Higgins is coming on. Boyd is is a rock star. Mixon's playing well enough. I mean, he's not like a, a flashy big-name dude per se, but running backs are, are weird because you don't – I mean, look at what Tennessee's doing without Derrick Henry right now. Like, yeah. it's, it's, it's an interesting position where you could have an absolute rock star and it doesn't guarantee a whole lot. Yeah. Um, no, I agree, but uh, – I will also say that even though I've been extremely critical of our uh, of our coaching this year, I would take our coaching over there. Zach Taylor tried so hard to give that game away. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> that, yeah. Oh my God, Zach Taylor. Yeah, he is a moron. Yeah, that's um, um, he's like Sean McVay. He's like trying to be Sean McVay. Yeah, well, I, he was Sean McVay's right hand yeah. man a couple yeah, years ago. He's trying too hard to be that guy. Yeah, uh, I I don't know. I mean this. It's kind. It, it's a hypothetical, foolhardy right. argument it's because a, we're not going to get to see it. It <laughs> doesn't mean a damn thing. <laughs> but man, I just, yeah, I don't know. Everyone. So yeah, I mean, are we officially are we officially in talk about the draft mode? Because yeah, <laughs> I would say wide receiver for the. With the no, first, you should be hoping that let's, we. Let's you take, should be hoping we get throttled by the Steelers. Frankly, at yeah, at this point, yeah, let's improve our draft stock. Like, I would take. Let's take eight wide receivers. <laughs> let's just let's just do nothing but wide receivers, wide receivers and linebackers. Let's alternate picks. By the way, I apologize if I'm just I'm I'm in my fantasy football championship right now. Oh, and, there you go. Uh, How's it looking? It is, it was very very it's close tight. at last check. It's tight. Uh, the the guy I'm playing uh, basically, uh, you know, shot his shot with the one o'clock games. He had everybody play uh, except for Chase Claypool. Uh, in the one o'clock window so he did pretty decent he's gonna fall under his projection so i need i have dak who just started Mm -hmm. i have nick chubb tomorrow melvin gordon going right now and justin jefferson and i need to make up 40 basically i need 60 points out of those four guys okay to feel safe doable yeah the only thing that hurts is uh, Kirk Cousins got COVID, so that hurts for Justin Jefferson. Yep. Uh, Who's their backup? Uh, Sean Mannion. Oh, <laughs> the vaunted Mannion. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I feel like I know that name, but I couldn't tell you why. And then who knows with you know who knows with Nick Chubb tomorrow night? Now that you know what's going on, I mean, see, he strikes me as a guy who doesn't make business decisions. Well, he doesn't, but he has to. He has to be given the ball the to, lot, to be yeah, effective. True. So. True. I don't know I what mean, they're going to do. We could get right off that bus and say we're going to throw two times today, and we're just going to run and go home. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> that could be a mentality. I wish because that yeah, that'd, <laughs> be, great, that'd get, be great for you. Chubb could get two hundred yards then. Yep. Um, if they would have had that game plan against Green Bay, oh god, might not be having this conversation oh, right now. Yeah, I know. I hate everything. It's going to be a long off season, man. It's going to the be, most it, miserable. Ha! It's the most miserable season. I w- and then, you know what? I would have said the offseason would be eased a little bit by how well the Cavaliers are playing, but all of a sudden they lose a player to an ACL, and all of a sudden they're in a tailspin. Yeah, who would have known Ricky Rubio was the Ace- Well, ACL, I mean COVID. I mean, Jared, yeah. Jared Allen and Darius Garland were out. Allen just came back yet like, the other night. Uh, Mobley's back. Came back but, right when Garland went out. But Garland's out. I mean, that's the – yeah, Ricky Rubio's been great, mm-hmm. but he's not <laughs> I, I He's not be, Darius. I was, no, I, I was being a smart about Rubio. <laughs> I know. Who I do like, though, and it's having a great No, resurgence. he was great. He was great. And we just – apparently we're getting uh, Rajon Rondo, playoff Rondo's coming in. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> I mean, bottom line is they're still 20 and 16 and can still make a run, but – Oh, yeah. You know. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. Mean, it, was, it was amazing seeing them just kick teams in the teeth and beat them by what's, 30. What's interesting, yeah. what's interesting though, month. is like – this team 
is so dependent on being healthy. Earlier in the season when uh, Evan Mobley went out with an elbow injury, he missed four games. They lost them all. Yeah. They haven't won since Darius Garland got went out injured. They're 0 for 3 since he's been out in COVID protocol. So that's seven losses right there. Yeah. So if if Mobley and Garland are healthy, they're 20 and 9. Otherwise, they're 0 and 7. They're playing the woeful Pacers tonight, so you would hope that they'd be able to get by even without them. But, yeah, I mean, it's just what you, what you said. You know, yeah, when they Kevin, haven't had all their guys, it's what a huge difference. Kevin Pangos is our starting point guard tonight. Sweet. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> He's a Gonzaga guy. He might be. I don't Sounds know. like it. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> But he's like, yeah, he's like six feet tall. I don't think he's made a three. Yet. I would say he's like a five eleven, like yeah. white point guard from Gonzaga yeah. or Seton Hall. We need, we need, <laughs> we need these guys to get us through to the draft. Anyway, yeah, I don't know if there's going to be. Well, there probably will be baseball now. Is Jackson Smith and Jigba going to be in the draft? Yeah. By the way, holy crap! Wow. Shout out to him. Over three hundred yards and three touchdowns. And by the way, uh, Harrison Jr. Marvin Harrison's son had three of his own. Yeah, he's going to be one of the big guys next year now that Olave oh and Olave uh, and Wilson are leaving. Wide receiver university. Yeah, him, um, uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba, Marvin Harrison Jr., and then uh, the uh, Ibuka, I think his last yes. name was. He was the number one receiver recruit yeah. this past year. Uh huh. Uh huh. He had a couple big catches yesterday for the Wide Buckeyes. Receiver. Yeah, but that was a, that was a crazy game. Yeah, <laughs> that was that was nuts. Ohio State wins their bowl game. What did Michigan do? <sighs> oh. Did they look like they belonged? Oh, wait, there's, no. There's theoretically mattered more, but they didn't play like it, like it did. No. Holy cow. No, they, they're going to go back to where they belong next year. Yeah. You know, the funny thing is that Georgia has – they did to Michigan pretty much what they did to everybody this season, except, except Alabama. Except the team that they got to play. Why can they not beat Alabama? I, well, I, why, can Alabama any, why can yeah. nobody why – can, why can't anybody beat Alabama? I am super convinced that Nick Saban sold his soul for for all the college recruits. Yeah, quite possibly. I mean, at this point, he doesn't have to do anything. Yeah, he, his recruiting visits are: Do you like winning? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, that he stopped winning like, and right. and, not, and now making money. Yeah, because right. of the NIL. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All of these coaches who were anti NIL, all of a sudden now they have realized they've got another chip they can play. Hey, yeah. want to come to Alabama? They have no. Yeah, and they have no. Uh, no competition. No competition in that state. Yeah. Auburn. Nah. No competition in that state. <laughs> no relevant competition in that state. Auburn. Yeah. Auburn is at least sometimes okay, but yeah, they'll have flashes. Yeah. Uh, if you guys haven't noticed, um, we're talking about college. Cause talking we, about literally anything but the. Brown. We don't want to talk about. Because <laughs> we're sad uh, and mad. I'll tell you what. Uh, it's interesting. It was interesting to see that the uh, Browns. Uh, the Browns essentially uh, sent OBJ out on a uh, on a secret mission because uh, for a second there it looked like he helped save the Browns season by with that fourth fourth down uh, catch mm-hmm. and then scoring that touchdown uh, against the Ravens in the fourth quarter. It looked like, but you know, the Chiefs defense couldn't get a stop, and then the refs uh, gave them the game to the Bengals. Yeah, so. that was that was. No, I I, I hate talking about refs it's a thing it is a thing oh i do too just, but are there we, are were a we lot going to get to the point where we have like the sky judge who can like radio down and be like guys that was atrocious i mean we keep saying next year next year next year it's got to happen they're never going to do it I don't, I don't i really don't think they're ever going to do it it drives me crazy because the number of times where there's blatant missed calls th- you know or what? egregious calls that need to go away yeah i think that they're I think that the NFL owners are actually okay with the bad officiating. I think they are too. Clearly, because it 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 keeps people talking. There's about the no NFL. such thing as bad PR, right? Yeah. And so it's 
I did think with the with the advent of legalized sports betting that it was going to change. Yeah. But I I think you're completely correct because these are billionaires. This is a massive billion dollar product. They haven't seen their they, bi- have they haven't the seen opportunities. Their, right. They haven't seen their business model negatively affected by bad officiating. So why, so why change it, it? Exactly. Why change something why that to them games? is working? Right. Because that that's what that would definitely be a consequence if, yeah. of doing that is it will absolutely slow down games. And then there's the question of like who is the sky judge and who is overturning possible yeah. calls. And so I understand it would be messy and could cause some issues. Um, well, but, and then, but big picture, they're probably just like a bunch of our uh, Browns Browns Twitter fans. Oh, you can't blame the refs. Yeah. Be good enough to not put yourself in that position. Okay, got it. Understood. But what if we're good but not elite and we need a little bit of luck here and there? But to be fair, every other team in the league has had calls go against them. Every oh, other, yeah. Every I'm not team, yeah, like, yeah. It, right. it, it happens and everybody has to deal with it, but it's just so damn frustrating because it – I'm not saying Unless, that the refs cost the chance. No, no, no. I, and I cost know, the Browns a chance to go to the playoffs. But what I'm saying is, in, in, the iso- factor. in the isolated situation, in the isolated situation that we were in today, it was certainly a factor. Hundred percent. Should the Chiefs have scored more than three points in the second half? Sure. Yes. Absolutely. But here we are. Or was it three? Wait, it was yeah three because it, it was 28-17 at halftime. Bengals yeah. outscored the Chiefs 24 to three. Uh, no, wait, six. I get two field goals. Seventeen to three. Seventeen to three in the second half. Yeah, that's wild. Yep. You know, it's funny. You, you um, Bengals you, scored the same amount of points in the first half as they did the second half. Uh, the Chiefs scored twenty eight, twenty five less. Yeah. You mentioned the luck side of it, and certainly <laughs> the Browns getting hit with COVID when they did and losing to the Raiders was a huge, huge minus. You look around the division, the Ravens. They, I, I mean, they got to be just as sick as we are because yeah. they 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 were. You know, they had all those injuries. They were actually doing very well at eight and three. I mean, they had a chance at the, at the bye. Yeah. They lost Lamar Jackson. They haven't won since, and now it looks like they're not going to the playoffs either. Yeah. I mean, well, they talk about being fortunate. The Bengals have got to be like you wow. know thanking their lucky stars. Right I, like now. I like I said like I said when we were watching the game, the Ravens have been the hard luck losers because of injuries this year, but they've gotten every other break imaginable. And I look no further to that game that they played in Detroit. Where that phantom, where that delay a game call that was not called happened, and they picked up fourth and nineteen, and then hit a sixty-six yard field goal off the oh off the no crossbar doubt they they in. won games that they had no business winning for the first two thirds of the season, and that's why they were were where they were. Yeah, you know, I think it just goes back to underscore the point. I know we've all said this in some form or, or fashion over the course of the season. It's like even like. Even teams that don't appear good are still f- full of talent. Like any team could make a run. Any collection of these guys, they're all so good, they could get hot and, and pull something off. They're also all just as likely to have the wheels fall off the bus. And it's just, it's it's exciting as hell when when a team pulls it off, and it's just soul crushing when it falls apart. Because again, it goes back to the expectations that we had for the Browns this year, and the the, the potential, and the, all that stuff, and then just big fat goose egg at the end of the season and how we are hoping that we get the best possible draft pick you know it's just such a shame you, you mentioned odell beckham earlier because mm-hmm. he had such an impact on the, this whole sequence of events i've been meaning to ask this question for the better part of a month and i have held my tongue on it i okay. can't anymore if odell beckham was still on the roster now are we having this conversation right now yes what conversation like all right like are out? the like are the browns out yeah 100 percent 
I don't think See, I, I completely disagree. Uh, yeah. I think we would have at least pulled out at least one of those close games. Which one? If he was on the roster. You can make it. I mean, I don't know if he would have been healthy enough to play against the Raiders, but that would have been one. Green Bay could have been another. Uh, maybe not the way Green Bay played out. It would have been more less likely. But, I mean, when you, when you have all these chances and you had all these shoulda, coulda, wouldas, you put another game-breaking receiver on the field, you know, chances are in one of those situations he would make a play and get it done for you. See, I think if – see, if I th- – I f- Especially, you know, you look at the plays, you know, you, we've complained about the Browns receivers and how they're – and even pro football focus has all of them ranked 77th or lower in the league. I mean, we had the, – the first game he was gone was the game against Cincinnati, and DPJ had a great game, and the whole offense ran off, and we were just like, oh, yeah, this – we don't need him. Everything's cool. After that, what did we have exactly? I mean, yeah, but we had a whole what, bunch of games where okay. we stunk offensively. But, but what did we have when when he was on the team? I don't, I don't like he wasn't this. If he was a game breaking, like when we blitzed the Chargers for forty two points. Okay, well we scored forty one points against the Bengals without him. One time in seven tries. Okay, well one time in how many tries and, with him and you know what that, what, I'm that is there, what i'm saying is there what i'm saying is there's no difference is leaving me to believe, almost more over to ryan's point on the bengals the browns bengals game was a gigantic anomaly compared to all the other games that we've played since then and is it is it like you say dan but is it, but is where it? the bengals just don't match up well with the browns so the browns are beating them every time or is it like what ryan is saying the bengals just had a bad day and well, that's why they lost but, Look look at it every time we've played the Bengals over the last four years. We beat them, except for one time. We're six and one against them. Understood, but weren't the Bengals four and twelve a year ago? Like it's it's kind of hard okay. to compare apples to apples with the team that was terrible a year ago and a team that's actually so, pretty good now. So when teams were both bad in twenty eighteen and twenty nineteen, we went three and one against them. True. I just I don't understand. I for me you look at you look at comparables. Like so for the Browns, if you're looking at uh, us against the Bengals compared to us against every other team, you're not really going apples to apples. If you go us against the Bengals, us against the Bengals, us against the Bengals, us against the Bengals, us against the Bengals. The only time we've lost to Cincinnati since and I use this as a barometer. I'm not saying that we we beat the Bengals every time because of Baker, but ever since Baker's been our quarterback, the only time we've lost to the Bengals was the last game of the season in 2019 right before Black Monday when everybody knew they were going to get fired. Right. So yeah, we lost the game, but the Bengals are one in fourteen going into that game too. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, everybody knew that. Everybody knew they were out the door. Yeah. Mass- um. But yeah, I, back to the OBJ point. I, I don't yeah. think. I don't think. For us, at least, you could say, yeah, he's made a pretty good. Di- he's made a. He's made a pretty big impact with the Rams. I mean, he scored five touchdowns in his, his last six games with them. Mm-hmm. He wasn't for whatever reason, whether it's him, whether it's his connection with Baker, whether it's the the design of the offense and not getting him the ball. It wasn't working with us. So I based on based on what had happened the the season while he was with us and going back to his uh tenure with us before, I don't think anything was going to change. Okay. I mean that that's a fair point. That's a very fair fair view. And also, I will say that uh, if he was still on the team in that Green Bay game where Baker threw four interceptions, he probably would have done something similar to th- that Antonio Brown did today. Who's now a free agent, mind you? Yeah, Bucks already caught him. Yeah, and I'm not and I'm not making light of that Antonio Brown situation. Seg- that dude has something wrong with him. Quick he needs segue help. back to officiating. Okay. If it was Odell Beckham getting held on the one decisive play instead of Donovan Peoples Jones, do we get a flag 
Hmm. That's a potential situation. I mean, I mean yeah. I mean, OBJ superstars usually know. get the calls, right? Yeah. Yeah. Who's to know? I mean, I'm I'm just kind of grasping at anything, but yeah, I, mean, I feel you. No, I feel you. It's possible. But uh, getting back to a more Brown centric and, and relevant point, the fact that Odell Beckham did not succeed here and is now succeeding in Los Angeles, and I know Los Angeles is very good. They have Matthew Stafford. They have Cooper Cup. They've got all these these weapons and everything. Is it? an indictment of Baker Mayfield? Is it an indictment of Kevin Stefanski? Or is it something else to why it didn't work for him here and it is working elsewhere? I I don't really view it as an indictment on anything the Browns did or didn't do. It's that I think he's benefiting from a better cast around him in a different offense. Here, OBJ was the wide receiver. He was the throwing is it target. really a better cast, though? I think so. I, is there any Browns? better running backs than the Rams do. Our I line agree. is at least as good. Right? The line, I would say, is a push. The, our, we have the better running back room, but as far as the other uh, wide receivers out there, a, yeah. OBJ doesn't have to be the number one wide receiver out there. Yeah. With Cooper Cup and Tyler Higby, OBJ's like, like the third guy to go to. Whereas here, all we do is check down to tight ends or we're throwing over the top. I mean, Jarvis isn't taking the top off of anything. I love Jarvis. Yeah, that's, what I was gonna, that's where I was going to go to. I but, mean – uh, as far as like the sporting cast, all you got to look to is if you put OBJ on both rosters, who's the not saying the next best because Cooper Cup is obviously better than Beckham this year. But if you look at the next receiver, you're going Cooper Cup. Jar- and again, I love Jarvis Landry. Cooper Cup. Jar- Cooper Cup is He's setting, setting NFL receiving records this year, and Jarvis Landry fifth best season in terms of yardage in NFL history right yeah. now with and one game to go. He had a chance. I don't know if he still has a chance, but uh, he had a chance to set the all-time catches record in a season. I think he would need a big week in the last week, but if he gets like 150 yards or something, he's Yeah, because he only had like – I say only. He only had six catches today. What a bum. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you were talking about catches. Okay. Yeah. I was thinking yardage. He could get both, actually. So. Yeah, I know Marvin Harrison holds the record at 149 for catches. But, again – we're now in a 17th game. Calvin yeah, Johnson yeah, had like 1,967, I think, was the yard. Uh, here's a question as uh, we now kind of pivot to uh, what we're going to be talking about in the offseason because it's it's all but over for us this year. Um, to go back to the quarterback discussion, we we belabored the point and we talked about how the the big fish are not going to be there for us to hook and bring in. More than likely, Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, Deshaun Watson, those guys. We can just, you can basically cross them off our list for them. I, I, unless something unforeseen happens. But yeah, the closest shot I would guess would be Watson if if the so things go away. Yeah, but even like even, even then, still, it's a massive if because well, of, of the no trade clause. He yeah. would have to really want to come to Cleveland, and I don't <laughs> see that. Yeah. Um. So you look at the next level, and I was having a text conversation. Uh, with a buddy of mine, we were, we were going through that as the games were going on. You look to the next tier. Basically, for me, here are our options. Everything under this, you go with Baker, no doubt. Let him get surgery, get healthy, whatever. Would you rather take a chance and see a healthy Baker next year? Or if the opportunity rises, would you... Make a run at, say, a Matt Ryan or a Derek Carr. I would definitely stick with Baker. I would go – I would not Matt Ryan, yes, Derek Carr. Because you're not okay. winning a title with Derek Carr. Oh, I think you could. 
Matt Ryan, just simply because he's a little bit older than Carr, I would pass on. Yeah. But Derek, I, Derek Carr, I I would, yeah. I struggle with this because I, I, I still think Baker is as good or better than Derek Carr if he's healthy. I think he's got a higher ceiling, but he's just – it's the it, it's again, I'm trying not to beat dead horses <laughs> even further. For me, it's the consistency thing. Does Baker potentially have a higher ceiling than Carr? Absolutely. Has Derek Carr been far more consistent over the course of his career, and would he likely continue to be? Yeah, I think so. I would probably go with the consistent guy over the feast or famine guy. But there's also – there's also the thing, like, you're more – I don't know about Matt Ryan. I know Derek Carr is one more year in his contract. You're going to have to trade for Derek Carr because of the amount of value he holds, the Raiders aren't just going to let – like, he has no – Oh, absolutely. He, ha, he has no dead money n- next year. So, if, like, say say if they had no other recourse and, like, we just need uh, we just need a divorce. They could cut him and not take, a, like, a like a dead money cap. Like a hurt, like a hit, yeah. So – I think with Matt – I don't know if Matt Ryan's going to be a free agent or not. I don't know. we got to look it up real quick. I know Derek Carr has one year left on his deal. You would have to trade for Derek Carr. And Oakland's going to, in any sort of negotiation, is going to say he's a franchise quarterback. And what do franchise quarterbacks go for in the NFL in trades? You're talking multiple oh. first-round picks. Are you willing to trade multiple first-round picks for Derek Carr? Hell No. See, in a, in a vacuum, I could see getting on board with Derek Carr, especially if you're like, especially if the organization is like, okay, we feel like we've seen enough of Baker. We know what he is, and we don't feel like he's the guy that that can get us where we want to go. I personally may I disagree, but if the organization makes that determination, then yeah, obviously you have to look at options and you have to try and see what's out there. Um, I just don't know if I'm willing like. I believe healthy Baker can be as good as healthy Derek Carr. Yes. So why would I give up multiple first-round picks for Derek Carr? E- even even if okay, even if you're saying Derek Carr is a smidge better based on consistency, you're gonna get you're gonna give you're either going to include Baker in the trade to Vegas or you're just going to like release you're gi- him. You're giving a Pro Bowler and two first-round picks to get yeah a little bit more consistent. I guess it, do, it would depend on how much more consistent Andrew Barry thinks the car would be and, and, and what the team's yeah. potential could be with Carr versus – but, yeah, no, I, I see what you're saying. Also, I've, Matt Ryan would be out because his 2022 cap hit is going to be the largest in football at $48.7 million. Okay, so you're not, we're not getting so, Derek Carr. So, yeah. no, that's, that's Matt Ryan. Or Matt Ryan, yeah. yeah so, so that's for sure, for sure out. Yeah, so the Falcons are not trading Derek Carr. Yeah, no one's going to take him. They're either going to cut him and eat a whole butt ton of money – or well, they're going to roll Well, those. people would take him in. To pe- uh, yeah, you're right. No, but yeah, nobody would take him. But the Falcons wouldn't even consider it because they'd take what you said what the number was. Yeah, for nearly 50 million. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> absurdity. You're just you're just yeah, and he's 35 years old. Yeah. So, which no. which is not to me is not that big of an issue because that tells me that if he's healthy, he's got 5 more he's years. He's got 3 to 7 more years. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, I, I, I think it's a good point that you make because, again, quarterback-to-quarterback quarterback comparisons are one thing, but these things don't exist in a vacuum, and that's exactly what it boils down to. Is It's not just simply saying, if I put quarterback X on this team, how much further do we go or whatever. It's what, are the, what is the dollars and cents of the situation? What, what is the draft capital situation? 
Um, do I think that we could have performed better this year uh, or next year with Carr over Baker? Frankly, at this point, as much as it hurts me to say it, yeah, probably. Yeah. But to get from Baker to Carr, it's going to be too expensive in terms of dollars and or picks, and I don't see that being a, a, a thing. Right. Unless there's, unless there's a situation that arises where – I, I, I can't even think of one I, where they want something that we have so badly that they're willing to take a, a, a deal on the, but that's, that's not real life. That's just, that's grasping at straws at best. Yeah. yeah. Um, so as much as Brown's Twitter hates it, I, I think we're going with because Baker next year. I, there's no way that we're going to make our Hail Mary shot with this team as it's currently constructed yep. with a rookie quarterback. No, especially in this year with this and, class. Right. There's no way if we're, we're, we're if, not doing that. Yeah, if we were in a position to get a franchise-changing quarterback in the draft, yeah, okay, fine. If if uh, Peyton Manning decides he wants to give give shit a go again, then I'd entertain the idea. If if Tom Brady's bored of the we all have in better Florida, arm, we all yeah. have better arms than Peyton Manning at this point. I, you know, man, I, he got the brains in that six head of his. He got <laughs> he needs an arm, dude. <laughs> He's had next. Did you see seasons. what he, you see what he did with uh, Denver? He he dinked and dunked his way to a Super Bowl <laughs> with the Broncos. I don't think I don't th- I don't think you <laughs> that was a truly elite defense. No, that defense. I, I don't know, think obviously. you I don't think you could get him to come out of retirement for all of King Midas' silver. Yeah, no, <laughs> you definitely could not. He definitely got a great movie, by the way. Oh yeah, um, yeah. So I yeah, just, I don't. It's it's going to be a uh, and also I'm I'm seeing a bunch of uh, tweets now. They're saying that the Browns are officially uh, eliminated tonight. Oh, so there's must, Chargers must have won. No, if currently ten, I'm saying if Chargers. oh that there's there's absolutely no reason that you play Baker tomorrow night in Pittsburgh. The way I mean, just get the surgery now. Yeah, exactly. Get a two week start. Yep. Let Case Keenum earn some of that insane backup quarterback. Because that's moment. not that's not going to be like a hey six week injury and no. he'll be he'll be back for uh, no. OTAs. Like no, he should be literally they, the team is probably calling the doctor right now. They're gonna say, "Hey, Tuesday morning, like keep him for in case 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 gets hurt. Let case start. Baker's the backup tomorrow night." You also got you also got to wonder. I bet you Baker plays as much sense as what we just said makes. By the way, I bet you anything that. I don't know. They're gonna play him. Well, yeah. Well, if they if he played against uh, what was the game where Detroit? Detroit. Yeah. I don't. I don't know. Doesn't matter. Wait, sir. Well, I cut you off. What were we gonna say? I'm sorry. I was gonna say. Where do you guys think that the relationship is at between Baker and the organization? It's feeling worse, and I can't tell if that's just because of all the gener- generic bad vibes we're all getting these days, or if it's actually because the relationship is is worse. Like, do we like do we think that do we think that the organization feels about Baker in the same stratosphere that a lot of the fans on Twitter do? Well, based on his game plans, Kevin Stefanski sure does. Uh, if you're talking about a more upper level, like you know, ownership and the general manager, that's kind of you're hard to tell. Ke- you're saying based on his game plans, Kevin Stefanski has still has confidence in him. Oh yeah. Okay. Absolutely. I, I mean, would agree with that. If given by yeah. how much they throw the ball, but uh, either that or somebody somebody had a somebody had a uh, what I thought was a hilarious conspiracy theory. They think that Kevin Stefanski is throwing this much to uh, basically send out a bat signal to the front office saying, "See, this guy can't do it." Oh, that's very Machiavellian. If it's yeah, true. I think that's getting a little too far into the weeds for like an act. Like, like, like basically, Kevin Stefanski by doing that is playing with his own job. Yeah, that's a risky. 
because we that's a risky because, game to play. So we also, I don't think you were on the show and we had this conversation, Steve. You were talking, we were talking about. Uh, let's say the Browns bottom out, finish seven and ten. Yeah, which when is does, somewhat likely at this point. Yes. yes. When does Kevin Stefanski's seat get hot next year? Does it get hot at all? I think immediately. Uh okay. So I can't imagine a scenario where he's let go in, in the season, unless if they're like one in ten through eleven games or something crazy like that. Well, I mean but, that's different. Like, like, when does it start getting? Like, when when do like again? This is not a barometer of how things actually work in an NFL front office, but like. When does the media start talking about it? When do we start talking? Because because it's obvious that that the quarterback is already there, but at some point, if if things if things go like this year, if things go like this next year that they did this year, it's going to start happening with the coach too. It's how it works in the NFL. If you don't win, we talked about it a couple weeks ago. I think that it's again. I I want to make it clear. I don't advocate for this, but I think that fans are loud and dumb enough, and I don't trust ownership very much. Okay, so you were on the show and we talked about yeah, this. I yeah, I fully believe that, like, if we start, yeah, if we start, like, 3-8 and eight or some insanity, like, yeah, it will be instantaneous. I think they're going to all say, Coach of the Year, this year was supposed to be it, and then we crapped our pants, couldn't make it work with Odell, blah, 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 defense is sus, blah, 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 and it's going to be instant. I, I really think immediately fans will be clamoring for the job, and I don't advocate for that. I think that's a very bad, short-sighted idea, but I completely see it taking a couple losses and then immediately happening next year. I really do. I do think that Ryan is right. I do think that if the team starts 1-3 and three or is like 2-5, and five, it's going to get a real ugly, particularly in the media, particularly in the – well, I mean, forget Brown's Twitter, but, like, even <laughs> even the even the very dedicated masses who are not on Twitter are going to be well, you know, Brown, off Brown, the train. Yeah, well, Brown's Twitter has not turned on the coach yet. They've turned – they've completely turned on the quarterback. They've not turned on the coach yet. I'm, I'm wondering when that will happen and when it might be actually, like, real. Like you said, if they start, like, 3-8 and eight next year, yeah, it's – there's – there will be obvious issues within not only the locker room, but within I'm just. And Dan, I know you and I agree, disagree on this, but in that disaster scenario where we're like three and nine or two and 10, I think Andrew Barry's in trouble too. See, I disagree. I think they'll give Andrew Barry a chance to pick his own coach before they coach and quarterback. Yeah. Well, he was kind of involved. We talked about it. Like before. I was saying, yeah, like I was saying, they have a built-in buffer with with Baker. If Baker comes out and struggles next year, uh, Barry and Stefanski can go to ownership and be like, "Hey, hashtag not my guy." Was not my guy. Let us get our own guy in here. Blah 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 blah. They yeah. feed that to the Haslam's, whatever. I think, you know, the Haslam's get the rap of being quick trigger, which is completely fair because it's what's proven, and for being crooks. But well, that was Allegedly. that was hashtag never proven. <laughs> but um, I think that they are so hell bent on not doing that. They tried so hard to not do that with Hugh Jackson. True. Hugh Jackson went zero and sixteen, and they let him come back. One and thirty-one. They want so bad to not be like that again that I think that they. I, I have a hard time believing that they will completely blow it up again. If we come out and we suck again next year, I think you could see the coach. I think we would have to completely bottom out. Uh, I agree with Steve. I don't think you'd see a, a change in the middle of the season. We'd have to go like 4-13, and 
five and twelve. Some if we go seven and ten again, I think they all come back and they use that. They use that. Hey, let us get our own guy in here, quarterback. Yeah, I think that's a fair point. Yeah, but yeah, if it if, bot- we're, if it if bottoms we're with, out, if we're within a game or two of five hundred in any direction, I think the whole group comes back again after next year. Yeah. I, I could very much see that. And then we start having the conversations, okay, you guys are living around 500, what's the deal? Yeah. And then maybe things get a little spicier. But if we're more than two games under 500, more than three games under 500, that's when Kevin might might go back to being a coordinator. We just, Here's got, the- we just got to hope that Kevin Stefanski doesn't become the new Jeff Fisher. Seven and ten. Yes. Seven and nine. Yeah, seven and nine. Bull Mm-hmm. I uh, the interesting thing is next year, and I don't what div, who what divisions do we play next year? Uh, let's hold on a second. So we play the East, the East in the AFC, and the Wait. South yeah. in the. Wait, NFC. did we play the East? Oh, we didn't play the East. We didn't play Miami this year. No, we we played the West this year. The West, so it's the West and it's the, the South. AFC East next year, and the NFC South, I believe. Next year, yes, the East and the South, yeah. AFC East, NFC South. I don't and know, then I don't know where the miscellaneous NFC game well, comes from. Based on based on right now, we would get a last place schedule. So you would think Which would be Denver and Jacksonville. A Jacksonville. As it stands. The Denver part kind of scares me because if they get any sort of quarterback, they could be if something. they get any sort of uh, quarterback play, they could be they could be a playoff team. Uh, heck, they still might be a playoff team this year. Yeah, that changes to L.A. Chargers, actually, if depending on the result of that game, which we're hoping Ugh. goes that way. Yeah, I'm gonna yeah I know, I'm right? Curious. So, uh, hopefully, because the the Browns' schedule this year was not easy. And no. The, no, the no schedule, it was not. The schedule in it, and the, any any team in our division was not easy. That's why, you know, when, when uh, we were thought we were dead weeks ago we actually weren't because the division was going to come back to us you know baltimore was eight and three and it did to be fair yeah i mean cincinnati i think was what seven and four at one point yes and they they're what ten and six now they've yes so they've lost two out of the, they they had lost two out of their last three before today or whatever it was so mm-hmm. they weren't exactly lighting the world on fire before last week when Pittsburgh was in lose one win one lose one yeah yeah so I don't know. We'll see. I, I, I don't know. I, I'm going to die on this hill. I guess I'm, I'm still confident in this team if Baker Mayfield's healthy. Based on how he started the season, when he before I know it was the second game when he got hurt, but he was completing like 85 percent of his passes, like a game and you know three quarters into the second game, like seven quarters, he was completing 85 percent of passes. I know he wasn't going to stay that way all year, but he fell all the way down to like 60 percent by the end of the year, like. And and the Browns tried to not the Browns tried to not use uh, injury as an excuse, but Alex Van Pelt in his press conference this week said, "Finally, somebody on the team, Alex Van Pelt's offensive coordinator, said yes, the harness is hampering him." Yeah. And Troy Aikman said during the Packer game, he said, "You look when he throws to his left and he can't throw his arm out to start getting that torque on his shoulder. Him throwing to the left." I would love to see a stat on his – I would love to see a chart on his stats throwing to the left uh, as opposed to throwing to the right. Hmm. Because with that harness, he just – he wasn't as good. And Baker's a guy that, you know, he can't rely on his physical tools to overcome mechanics and footwork mm-hmm. and being in line. You know, the first thing that Alex Van Pelt said when he became offensive coordinator is we need, to, we need Baker to – 
stop playing Metallica and start playing Mozart with his body when he throws. Mm-hmm. So, obviously, it hampered him. Now, that's not going to be an excuse for me for the way he played. I Last week after the Packers game, I was as down on him as I was his entire tenure as a Browns quarterback. But let's let's face it, he's going to be our quarterback next year. Yeah. Whether, whether you guys want to admit it or not, we're not getting the top three. We just went through. We're not getting Matt Ryan. We're probably not going to get Derek Carr unless you want to give up a lot for him. And I'm only willing to give up a ton for somebody that I know can win me a Super Bowl. So you know, the unpopular take, um, this might be a slightly unpopular take. I don't think it was the first injury that really hurt Baker because he came back in the Houston game, played well, played well against Chicago, played real well against L.A. Chargers. I think it was the second injury against Arizona that really was the the yeah the almost chipped, the death now because uh, whatever it was. I, I mean, because after that, he only had one game, one good game the rest of the season. Well, he had to switch to that. If you remember, he had a different harness before that Cardinals injury, and then he had to switch to the full, like shoulder harness. Something you see like running backs or mm-hmm. receivers wear that you know take a hit like on the on the ground or whatever. It doesn't affect them as much as like a quarterback because you know everything we talked about with mechanics and everything. But yeah, you could be right. And then the subsequent other injuries, you know, groin, knee, heel, which he just picked up randomly from yeah. week to week. Which yeah. you know he he picked up as a result of. You know, you could blame COVID again or injuries. You know, Jed Wills has not been – I don't think he's been healthy all year because for whatever reason he had the ankle sprain and they decided that uh, they wanted to play him on it and he was just never right. And then he got COVID and missed a couple games and all that. So uh, Jack Conklin played maybe two games all year, really. Yeah. Um, he's an all-pro tackle. So It's a big big shoes in there to yeah. somebody else to try to – Wyatt Teller got – Wyatt or... Teller got co- – he never missed a game, but Wyatt Teller got COVID. They had to kick Joel Batonio out to left tackle for a couple games, which made – which slid in uh, Michael mm-hmm. Dunn at left guard. So the offensive line, while when it's whole, is spectacular, hasn't been whole all year. And Baker's no. taken a lot of hits uh, because of that, more so than he did – especially last year. So, yeah, I think uh, I think we're looking at getting Baker healthy and taking another run at it with Baker I as your quarterback. I think that's what you have to do. That's that's the reality. Right. It really is. Yeah, you know, a lot of the Baker haters don't want to hear that, but that's that's where we're at. Yeah, and 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 we're not saying that he's going to get a con- he's not going to get a contract extension this offseason. He's going to play the 5th year of his contract out. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. The interesting thing is that's never happened before on a quarterback that's gotten a uh, second contract with the team that drafted him. And ultimately, it's going to be how he plays next year that determines whether the closest it's ever gotten contract. was Dak Prescott, who got his big contract right before the season started uh, after they franchised him. So, hmm. I don't think the Browns are. Uh, um, if, let, let's just say this. I don't think the Browns are franchising Baker Mayfield. If he plays really well next year, he probably gets the contract. If he doesn't play well next year, they're going to they're gonna move on. So I don't know. We'll see. Man. What a, what I mean, a look at J- Josh Allen. He got the extension this offseason when we were thinking about paying Baker. Now people are like, yeah, thank God we didn't pay, ba- pay Baker. Yeah, okay. But – if you're not willing to admit that the injuries had a lot to do with hindering his season, 
I don't know what you're watching. Well, yeah, then you're well, you're just actively rooting against it at that point. And if that's the right. case, then just say it. Don't don't hide behind right. don't, other things. Yeah, don't just be like, hey, I don't like the guy, and I want to move on. Yeah, just don't don't it. be don't be the whole uh, oh, we're not allowed to criticize the quarterback. Is that not what we're allowed to do? No, you can criticize whatever the hell you want, but just be straightforward yeah. with it. Right. I don't like him, and I don't want to be my quarterback. Say that. Yeah. <laughs> full, don't, yeah. full send. Yeah. Just say what you mean. Yeah. Say which yeah. chest. <laughs> I've got receipts, so if he comes back and he plays well next year, I've got receipts. No, I believe it. I believe it. But, uh, yeah, I mean, do we really have to go around the NFL? We talked about the games that matter to us. Yeah. We? I mean, I'm completely I content not. Okay. I will I, poorly. <laughs> I will say this. This probably, I mean, it's going to be our last show for the season. Yeah. Uh, You've got some pretty big stuff coming up uh, probably this week. Yeah, that's almost a virtual certainty at this point. So, and I don't know why we would even do a show if we were eliminated. So, yeah, what a run! Yay! <laughs> what a season! We you are know, so after, pumped for this season. After yeah. so many weeks where we won and it felt like losing, today we didn't even play and it we felt, felt like, like a loss. I know. See, that's, that's the real kick in the balls. <laughs> yeah, that's, <laughs> that's that's yeah. It, how you get, fi- like how you get fired on your day off? Not playing when it feels like losses and actual losses. Yeah. Is that the, that's, I guess that's just the theme of 2021, even though I fight it every week we do the show, but mm-hmm. like, I, you know. Yeah, I didn't even think of that. Yeah, today's a real shot in the pills. We didn't even play, and it felt, and we didn't even play, and not, not only did it feel like a loss, it was a loss because our season is essentially ended. Today. And every other team in the division felt it too. You, Baltimore you know, felt I, you it, know, so did Pittsburgh, so did we. You know, I said that we're probably going to get throttled tomorrow night now that we have nothing to play for. Mm. Now that we have nothing to play for, watch us play the best game of the year. Oh, they're going to go nuts. Watch us, yeah. watch us play a Bengals, like a like well, a us versus Bengals level game. Because you're right. I, I will say this. If it does come down to a lot of guys are play, you know, making some business decisions, if the team sits some guys down, this is essentially an audition opportunity for a bunch of the other guys that have yeah. been stuck buried in the depth chart. So there's right. going to be a lot of young, hungry guys out there going bananas not because they don't like the Steelers or Ben or whoever, because whether it's with the Browns or with somebody else, they're trying to put as much good tape out there yeah. to hopefully not be buried as you know on the depth chart for yeah. someone else next year. So you're very, very, very possibly uh, going to see a lot of Browns got young guys ball out. And, I got. Uh, ha- have we seen? I got. I got to wonder with this situation. Have we seen the last of Jarvis Landry in a Browns uniform? You speculated a few weeks ago that he was just kind of mentally on the way out. It, yeah, it kind of feels that way, doesn't it? You know, I ever since Odell Beckham left, I you know I I could have mentioned this point earlier when we were talking about it, but Jarvis hasn't been great since then. No, and you know, look, I love Jarvis Landry. I wish he would retire at Cleveland Brown, but whether it's his fault or not, I'm not paying a receiver seventeen million dollars to, uh, especially when he's not producing. Yeah. And again, and part of that comes back to the quarterback. Right. Injury. Again, that's not all his fault. 100%. But I just um, well, speaking of other one one other name that we can throw out there before we wrap up too about who the heck knows Clowney. You know, he he signed a one year deal. He had some injury stuff late in the season. Said this like, week. Said this he, week. He he'd love to stay, but yeah, but he know, but he also admitted like, hey, we haven't talked about that. Yeah. We still got games to go. Um, I would he, I would allocate the resources for to keep Jadevian Clowney. I think he's when he's been in there and he's been healthy. I think he's been he's he's been really good for yeah. us. Not only just stopping the run, but you know last year he he took some heat because he didn't record a sack last year. I think he's got like I think he has five, five or six, six this year, something like that. Which isn't which isn't breaking you know any sort of record, but 
he's he's played through a lot of injuries this year. He's missed some games. Yeah, and he still had plenty of quarterback hits and pressures. He still had. He's fantastic against the run. Tackles for loss. I would inv- I would make the investment in in Clowney, one hundred percent. Yeah, I would too. Probably. And if the, if that means you know taking that seventeen million from Jarvis and kicking some of that over to Clowney, and then you replace Jarvis with a rookie receiver or. Mm-hmm in the first round or something like that, you know, it's going to, there's going to be a lot of asset allocation going on with the brand. And I'm sure they already have a strategy. I'm sure they've had a strategy all year of how, whether or not this season was going to be a success of how this was going to go. You know, they, they probably have a situ, they, they probably had a situation where they're like, okay, Baker deserves a contract. We're going to give him the contract. And then how do we allocate the rest of the cap? Now they have that money to play with because even if, uh, Baker comes out and plays really well next year. You know he's still not going to get that top of the top dollar of quarterbacks that mm-hmm. we were that we were kind of thinking he might get based on how he finished twenty twenty coming into twenty twenty one. So, you know, who knows what's going to happen? It's going to be a long off season. We're going to see what happens. I, you know, is something I thought about today uh, or yesterday is. We assume, but with the way Dearness Johnson played, is Kareem Hunt going to be back next year? Dearness Johnson is going to be incredibly cheaper than Kareem Hunt. You're not going to keep all three of those running backs because if you do decide to keep Kareem Hunt, Dearness Johnson is going to go get a contract somewhere else, somewhere else for more than you're going to be able to pay him. Um, I would hate to see that happen because I love I love Kareem Hunt on this team. Um, you know, Austin Hooper, that's twelve million dollars. That's probably going to come back into the pool this year because i don't see any way we pay him 12 million dollars next year yeah and and it's either they negotiate a pay cut or he's out yeah and he knows that he can go get paid elsewhere yeah. he, he he and his agent can go to other teams and say look baker was rough this that and the other i didn't get my opportunities yada 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 i'm yeah. still the same guy somebody will pay him yeah, yeah. We, we, we'll yeah he'll get paid. Agree. so so it's going to be a lot of that um they're gonna have to make a decision on Denzel Ward. I think he's proven himself to earn that earn that contract mm-hmm. this off season. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, give him that contract. Um, you know, some other decisions. John Johnson played well, played better the second half of the season. Yep. But you know, he's probably back next year because most NFL contracts are guaranteed for two years, so he's probably back. Uh, what are they gonna do with David and Joku? Um, he seems like he wants to stay. He's been saying all the right things. The team seems like they want to keep him. I don't know. Is it one of those deals where you you it's like a Conklin esque contract where it's a short term contract to where uh, the Browns can essentially give him the opportunity to get paid again? Yeah. If maybe you do like a three year deal with him, maybe three year deal something like that, maybe just replace what Hooper was doing. Because if you got the ball to David and Joku, most of the time if he catches it, he's pretty productive. So, I don't know. There's just a lot of moving parts. A lot, a lot of moving parts. I think. I I don't think Jack Conklin's going to be back. Probably not. Um, so, yeah. I mean, yeah, we're, we're gonna team's going to look different next year. We're going to have a lot to replace. I, I have a feeling that we're going to see a lot of turnover. It's going to be yeah. It's going to be an active off season for the Browns. Yes. I imagine. Yes. Very much. Not only in the draft, but I think free agency, I think in trades. I think it's going to look different. I think the team had hopes that this team would come together and be the team we all thought it would be, but, you know, there's – What in the cards? There's some pieces parts. I know everybody wants to look at the quarterback, and he deserves his fair share of the blame. 
But there are a lot of players on this team that and didn't live up to their hype. Yeah. So, and some of it was injury. You know, we just mentioned Jack Conklin. That that has nothing to do with his play on the field. That just he he tore his patella. He's Walk, an offensive walking wounded. Yeah, he he's just, a tackle. He dislocated his elbow this year, and he what what do tackles need? They need their <laughs> they need their legs and their arms. <laughs> yeah. He dislocated an elbow and he tore his patella tendon. Like, it is what it is. And he's getting close to that that thirty age. Yeah, they don't linemen, man. Those bodies don't wear wear so yeah. well. Only only certain ones last that long. I mean, yeah. look, we had one of the greatest of all time, and he only lasted to about thirty one, thirty two. Joe yep. Thomas. So, yep. Yep. but anyway, uh, I'm sure we'll do some off season shows, oh, yeah. um, especially when any news breaks. We'll do some dr- leading up to the draft. We'll do some draft shows. Um. Yeah, any final thoughts from you guys? Oh, not really. I want to, I just want it over. At uh, this I, point, let's just get to the draft. Is it April I, yet? I, Go Cavs. I, would have, <laughs> I really would have liked to see these last two games play out without the COVID outbreak that cost us the Raiders game just to see if they could do it. That, that's my only regret of this season is the fact that, you know, yes, there were other games they could have won, Pittsburgh and Baltimore the first time especially come to mind. But if they just would have won the Raiders game, and there's no doubt in my mind they would have if they would have had all their guys healthy, we would have at least had the fair shake, beat Pittsburgh, beat Cincinnati, get to the postseason. It's, that's that's my regret, that we're not going to see that. Yep. Yep. And uh, mm. could have played better in earlier weeks, but uh, it just sucks. You know, we had – we needed the help – and we had the hottest team in the NFL, probably the best team in the NFL, to try and give us that help. And, you know, whether it's bad calls or lack of execution by the Chiefs in the second half, it just it just wasn't meant to be, I guess. So uh, congrats to the Bengals. Yeah. Hate, I hate I, saying that. I do too. But we said this before. If it was going to be anybody not named the Browns, I guess I'd rather it be them. I don't like it anymore but i definitely would have been more sick if the steelers or the ravens no back their way in honestly it's not a bad scenario because the steelers and the ravens won't get in at all and the the bengals will probably be one game and out yeah so yeah well if the chargers win the steelers still have an outside chance albeit bad but if they beat us i mean they'd have to win their last two games and get help i mean it's well right who's their last game do you know ravens ravens at baltimore yeah the the ravens are walking wounded yeah I mean, they're going to be out of it. Who knows if, you know, Lamar Jackson's still hurt, but who knows if Lamar Jackson, if they're out of it, who knows if Lamar Jackson plays? No. So. Bottom it, line is that none of those teams are likely to be on a Super Bowl push. And that's, no, right. That's, and that's a good thing. Right. And, you know, who knows with that Joe Burrow thing, with that knee. I It, I, yeah. it looked kind of weird the way he limped off. But, you know. He'll be fine, I'm, I'm guessing. He's the game Joe Burrow, had gone right? to overtime. That would have been very significant, but no. <laughs> Thank you, refs. Again. He's Joe, he's Joe Burrow, right? He can he, he can do no wrong. He's Joe Burrow. <laughs> we shall see. All right. So that's going to do it for us, most likely for the uh, – I mean, unless unless the Broncos win and somehow, somehow the Browns pull out. now. Somehow the Browns pull out an absolute miracle. But, um, yeah. So that this, this is probably going to do it for us for the 2021 season of the Browns. Uh, we're going to take a break from these post-game shows, but uh, you'll still be able to catch me, Ryan, and Jordan every week for uh, LOTL. And, uh, yeah, we'll do some shows in a couple months leading up to the draft. See you in September, sucker. No, okay. <laughs> yeah. 
All right. So for Ryan and Steve, I'm Dan. You've been listening to the LOTL Browns postgame show, and we will see you guys when we see you. All right, bye. bye.